Just Man's the Podcast. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the show. My name is Amanda. I'm your host. And today I have a really handsome guy. Oh, stop it. Sitting next to me. Honored to be here. Truly. Are you maybe like my husband or something? I can be your husband if you want me to be. (laughs) Guys, I have Lucas on the podcast. And if you have listened to my podcast before or you've been a follower of me on Instagram, you probably know that we had a podcast called Accidental Parents. Yes, we did. And so <laughs> I'm bringing him back. I'm taking him out of his like podcast retirement era and back into it, easing into it through my podcast. I was definitely uh, out for the count for a little bit, for sure. We both were. But super stoked to be back. You know, let's uh, thank you for having me. I feel honored. Just Man's the podcast. Well... <laughs> I actually just announced that I'm changing my name back to Just Man's the Podcast from Cultivating Connection right. with Amanda Fowler. But this is this episode's gonna be on Just Man's the Podcast. No, it's gonna be before. But whatever. People already know. I'm disappointed. If you don't know, I'm changing it back to Just Man's the Podcast because it just feels more authentic to me. It just feels just man's. <laughs> I don't know who I was trying to be. And to be honest, I feel like for like the last six months, I've been really back and forth with who am I? What do I want to do? How I want to show up? And how do I blend all these things together? I feel like you probably feel similar about you. Definitely. Too. Well, I mean, I don't think in life you're supposed to understand who you are all the time and have, you know, one thing that you essentially stick to for forever. Well, I feel I like think, every... Go ahead. I think in my opinion, honestly, it's about like, it's always going to be about abandoning your truth, coming back to it, abandoning your truth, yeah. coming back to it. And obviously the goal is to never abandon your truth, but... That's life. I feel like you constantly are in this like push pull. Yeah. And I feel like every, um, you know, success story that I, that I see or that I hear with business and entrepreneurship and like, there's a thousand different versions of the one that like becomes super successful, you know? And I feel like I've seen that with you a lot where it's just your creation and your offering per se has just ebbed and flowed so many different times that I think that's healthy in a way too. If it if it's like forever, I mean that's a different. Did story, it ever scare you? No, not me, really. Me pivoting so much in my business and always changing my damn mind. No, because I think that's like a huge part of your personality as well, and like, <laughs> no, really, yeah, and I I like that's I kind of love that about you because you're always your mind is always churning, and like trying to figure out how to like refine or fine tune mm. your current state where it, it I think it has you know, both negatives and positives for sure. Um, but I love watching you have a new idea and then actually, um, do the idea. Well, it's actually it's cool to be around that. Well, it's actually nice for like to hear that because I feel like f- you articulated it well, where it was like, Oh, from your perspective, it looks like I'm just like trying something, seeing if it sticks and refining if it doesn't. Whereas for me, I just feel chaotic. Yeah. You probably feel super chaotic. <laughs> I'm sure. But I mean, I don't think it's a bad problem to have. No. And, and like I, I said, it's super cool. You know, that also motivates, you know, me in a, in a way too. kind of watching my wife figure out and come up with new ideas, but not only come up with them and strategize about them, but actually like, you know, do them. And, you know, it's not, I don't know. I think it's one thing to say, you know, I think I'm going to change my name back to just man's or different circumstances, but saying that and then actually doing that. Um, that's cool to see 
Well, I feel like you're selling yourself short because I feel like I have a really good person to bounce these ideas off of. Like, should we even- just should we go back and forth and just compliment each other in this whole <laughs> podcast? I shouldn't have. He's interrupted trying to get you, laid. Though. I'm trying to get I laid. I shouldn't have interrupted you. I'd love to hear what you're going to say. Actually, just no. But I feel like me. we were having this conversation last night where I came to Lucas and I was like, "Hey, I have this idea for an event. Like, here is the whole like general idea." And then he was like, "But make it with this." And so you. Lucas does such a good job and this is why I love going to him with ideas at like seeing my vision and being able to see where I could make it more appealing to the collective rather than yeah. just to me. I mean, any chance I can have any sort of influence on anything. I love that shit. That's, yeah, that's cool. You know, like I said, it's nice to be in a relationship with with someone who truly um, is, is trying to be serious about their craft and, you know. Super cool being able to hear you talk about an, a new event that you want to do and then have some some sort of like feed, you know, feedback for it that is taken. Like you take my feedback pretty well. I have some pretty fucking good ideas. I feel like I'm getting better at it because I feel like honestly something I had to realize this year was that I'm a very strong minded person. Right. Hard headed. Like I, I will have an idea and if anybody tries to change the idea, I'm like, no. Yeah. And you're also the one that like. Like, you don't like going to the gym to me with me because if I say <laughs> anything, you're like, where's your certification? You don't know no, anything. No, it's not really that. I just think that I don't know what it is in the gym. I think I really prefer You don't to like be, me telling you what to do. Because I think when I'm in the gym, I just want to do whatever the fuck I want to do. Whereas right. if I'm at like a group fitness class, I will be told what to do. But and if I'm in the gym, it's like, a coach I just that wanna, like yeah, that's there hired as a coach. That's that's the only time you'll like listen. They have to be accredited. No, I know what I know what that you know what you're doing. <laughs> I think it's just this, like this husband wife thing. Like, don't talk about what the fuck to do. Right. <laughs> oh, whatever. That's cool. Anyway, people want to know if we're gonna have more kids. I think we're gonna have more kids. I like being a parent, and we make some pretty fucking good looking babies. I think like the thought of having another baby right now feels a little overwhelming, but I'm also in this mindset of like, we've already done two. I don't want to be pregnant for 10 years straight. Like right. I, I don't want a huge age gap. And so I feel like I'm in this mindset of like, if it happens, it happens and I'm not going to be mad about it. But at the same time, I still might be a little mad about it because I feel like I want it on my terms. Well, do I want our third baby to be planned? 100 percent yeah do i want to be a young parent and, and like stay a young parent and then graduate like you know do i want to you know now that we're already super young parents i want to keep it that way and try to just knock out the third yeah. or the fourth while we're still like super young. the fourth i don't know <laughs> oh my gosh that a i want heart a girl attack. i want a girl i need to unbutton you know, my pants we have, we have two we have two boys i want to i would love to to be a girl dad as well yeah and every like psychic intuitive medium i've ever been to is like you're having a girl for your third i just hope you know and if that. we have a third boy i would be open to just trying one more i time. think i would too i think that it would be a little tricky and to be honest i feel like it would be hard on my mental health because i also do want to grow my business and i'm very much i've been in this push pull phase of right. growing my business having babies growing my business having babies and i feel like it would just be a, it would be hard but i don't think it's not nothing that we can tackle yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's all about communication as well. Just, I think, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's about having these conversations on I the regular. I feel like if you go to every accidental pod, or parents podcast that we've ever done, we've always said at the end, communication is key. Communication. <laughs> Just cheers on communication. 
Yeah, I mean, does a third kid right now make sense for our lifestyle? Probably not. Let's just start there. Where the fuck have we been? Because I feel like I've been showing up on Instagram as much as I have been able to in the capacity that I want to share. But I feel like I've also been a lot more like to myself and like kept things to myself because our life has been so fucking wild. Yeah, life's been crazy. I think, you know, with me, I got promoted to a new uh, sales, like a a new sales role. I think the last time we were on the podcast was when, yeah, you just Yeah, my my life's changed drastically since this new role with like more responsibility, more you know, pressure more, um, just, uh, the responsibility aspect alone. It's like intense, you know, in a great way. It's amazing. You know, I'm doing well and it's, it's fun, but it definitely takes a lot of time away and it's, it's created a different reality, I think for us and, and a lot of different things. And I think we're also, I don't know, that was a question I was kind of struggling with, to be honest with you before starting this podcast. Cause I'm exhausted trying to explain where we've been. It exhausts me and I don't even want to like talk about it. It's weird. <laughs> I know. Well, it's because it's also because I feel like we're or still where in I've it. been. Yeah, but I feel like it's because we're also like still in it. Like uh, to, to make it not so like cryptic and vague. I feel like we're just really in this tower moment of our lives. Like every card in tarot that I'm pulling is tower, death. Like the, the eight of <laughs> the eight of cups. Things are crumbling. No. no, it's just like our like we're in a massive death and rebirth phase of our life, and we're not even at the rebirth yet. No, and I feel like it's because the way that we've currently been living our lives is like not really working anymore for what we what we strive for our goal. So it's like an up level. I feel like we're going through an up level, but we're just not at the up level yet. You know what I mean? We're like right before it. Yeah, and I think I'm just it's just uh, you know I'm a young twenty five year old man who's you know been just like a whole full plate just an incredibly full plate of work trying to be successful in work of being a you know father being a husband also trying to have a social life living out here in Colorado away from you know a lot of my the core friends that I was used to you know year one is cool being out here you know it's it's amazing year two it's great but then you start creeping on year three and if you don't really have a serious foundation that like I've, I've, we've always kind of been living at the this like I don't even know the term to say it, but um, I think it's just been super real life recently where it's more important that our kids are fed and put to bed at a specific time than hop on a podcast and talk about yeah you know it's just like real real life shit which people handle different ways you know but I would love for you to take this conversation. <laughs> so I stop rambling about random I don't shit. think you're rambling. I think I think we have just been a little bit in the weeds and going through the motions to survive the weeds. Yeah, definitely going through the motions for sure. Yeah. And I think what I mean by that is I feel like there's a lot of change and a lot of things that we've been grappling with. I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you know we've been thinking about moving out of Denver for probably a year now. Yeah. Like thinking about it. And if you know... If you've ever been grappling with like a decision, you know how exhausting it is mentally. Just keep thinking about it without actually taking decisive action. Yeah. And I think we're also a little confused as to, you know, why we're feeling this way. Yeah. Too. You know, I think it's just a lot of unpacking that we still are trying to figure out. Massive. I think that's the perfect word. We're in like a really big So explaining it right now still doesn't even make sense. No. You know, sorry, we've. 
or I've been gone, we've been gone. Yeah. But everything, you know, falls in the line when it should. No, and I think that's life. I get so many questions from people being like, I'm in a long-term relationship and, you know, I have this belief that it should just keep being good all the time or getting better all the time. And I, I even talk about this with my clients, but like when you measure growth in terms of self-growth and even like relational, relational growth, it's such an up and down, up and down, like taking two steps forward, four steps back, taking seven steps forward, two steps back. Like it's, it's such a peak and valley, peak and valley over and over. It's never just going to be a linear upward, like slope. Yeah, for sure. And I think for me personally too, I've, just been in situations where I'm doing a lot of all, you know, self-discovery too. You know, I think there's a lot of um, trauma in my life that I've totally breezed past and not really taken time to, to focus on. And, you know, after years of putting it off and I don't know, being in a, in a situation where you kind of feel like your reality is a little, is shifting faster than you essentially want it to. Uh, especially for a super controlling person like me and like dominant person like me, you know, I think the dominance takes over in positive and negative ways. Like when I'm doing great, I'm doing amazing. But when I'm doing bad, like not only do I, you know, the lawn not is have overgrown. T- not, yeah. Not only do I not have time for like myself, I don't have time for anything else. Well, I think you have a very all or nothing personality and this very is definitely so. a Sagittarius like thing Yeah, is you're, you get so, cause you're very passionate too. So you get so in it with whatever it is. And so if you're in it and you're consumed with work cause you're, it's not like going great. Nothing else is going to go great. Right. For sure. And I don't say this to have like to mean it in a way that's like super fixed. Like this is obviously something you work on and you grow through. But like I feel like it makes a lot of sense. And I just think like I think the perfect way that I can describe where I feel like we've been is like there is so much change in our that is brewing in our minds that we want to unpack in growth and discovery and also just like physical change like moving and we still have so much responsibility here in our current reality that it feels right. like there's not space to even explore all the change yeah. we want to explore it's just a lot i mean and, and also like not everything's pretty you yeah. know sometimes you got to fucking worry about paying your your car bill your mortgage your kids daycare yeah. you know all at the same time you know at that specific part of the month and sometimes life gets fucking hard and hectic yeah you know and I'm not going to sit here and act like I've done this for forever and I'm a pro at it. So it's just a, an interesting point of life. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who have podcasts or like content creators in general, like feel like they need to push through the moments where they're not feeling like showing up. And I actually feel like the moments that I've done that have been worse for me. Cause I'm, right. then I, then I create so much misalignment in my in my brand and what I'm creating because it doesn't feel authentic. It's like I'm dealing with a lot of shit, but I, I show up as if I'm not. Right. And so I think sometimes like kind of taking a, a, a beat and coming back to it so that you can show up in a place where you're actually like, Hey, this is what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. This is what I've been struggling with. And it feels more aligned. It feels yeah. more authentic. And I think for me, sometimes the way I handle, handle it, I let like when I'm in a place of that, I don't feel strong. I feel weak. And I feel like I don't have everything under control and I don't have my, like the, you know, I don't have a serious hand on the pulse of my life. I let, you know, my, my protective nature just overcome everything like my ego, 
like my masculinity where it just may, it just almost creates a life of solitude mm. in a way. Because mm, you're like trapped. Where not only am I trapped like in my own mind sometimes, mm-hmm. I don't want to let other people know where and I am. And because you're a five one in human design. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> where then I'll go into a phase where like I won't talk to my friends. I'll avoid, you know, having conversations with them because I am so open. I don't want to talk about not being okay. Yeah. You know, to where then it creates me being more solid, you know, me being away from everyone, which creates a more... It's self-inflicted. Super self-inflicted. Yeah, it's self-inflicted. Sure. And I think a lot of people... I think the the thing that is so great about you is... And people who just, like, are listening is if you're able to identify it and For be sure. aware it's the awareness. of it... It's the awareness. Like, it gives you a little bit of autonomy over the situation. Yeah, and that's why I feel like I will conquer, you know, 100%. and I am conquering the situation because of my awareness to it. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people will let that fear and ego and masculine like overdrive take control and not even have the awareness that it's taking control. And then that's when, you know, people can be somewhere one year and then, you know, that's where I feel like people can be extremely successful one year and then homeless the next year. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Because they're in this desperation mode at the same time, aren't willing to admit the desperation. But mode. I feel like you and I essentially ask for help. I and guess. I feel like you have to understand people. Like people have to understand, whatever you call it, God, source, the universe. They reward living from your soul. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you are, if you are soul led, like you're gonna be rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be caught whenever you like lead from your soul and you take a risk because it's a soul want. You're caught by the universe. You know every time. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly how I did not want this podcast to go. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't want it to be deep and serious. Yeah, I didn't at all. Well, let's get into the fun things because <laughs> in June, which we're in June right now, we have a massive fucking It's month. crazy. Life isn't Again, when is life not? No, but we have a lot of traveling to do. Yeah, which is exciting. And Ellis We're going turns to some one. Places that we've never been to before. Ellis, Ellis is turns turning one. one in a couple of weeks. There's a lot of really awesome things to look forward to. Yeah. Where we? I mean, we've got an incredible wedding of people that we love so much. That we're both married. in. Yeah, we're both in. So that's our second wedding. We'll together. have three weddings by, by the end of the year. That's wedding big season. for us. Where's our wedding at? <laughs> that's God. the real question. Do you still want a wedding? Of course I do. I think it's that uh, that like uh, selfish side of me. Hmm. Like I really would love a day where it's nothing but you and I being celebrated. Well, but the thing is, is I, I, I agree, but I don't want it to be like a wedding, like traditional wedding. Like I, our engagement party, I loved. Like it, it could was, be that vibe. Yeah, super fun, super you know, casual. Just like a day to celebrate us. I, I don't know. In my, I also think if we're going to do it, I want to do it big. You know, but I don't know. I think that ship has sailed for us, maybe. Why are you speaking in absolutes? Yeah, I guess I shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. But we have a wedding with, for our dear friend Taylor and Spencer. Can't wait Who for were that. in that wedding. And when we're there, Ellis will be turning one. It's in Asheville, North Carolina, which I'm excited about because I've never been to Asheville. I had a chance to go to Asheville during for the uh, bachelor party. Yeah. Super awesome. Did you guys see anything Asheville's- about the strip club? 
we definitely saw the strip club a couple <laughs> nights in a row, but we saw some other things too. Yeah. Great beer, great breweries. How's the nature? nature? It was beautiful. Yeah, it was awesome. Super mountainous. When, you were there in April? No. Yes. March, end of March. Was it end, end of, of March? Because April was when we went to Vienna. Yeah, it was end of March. Mm-hmm. It so, was beautiful. It was a little rainy, a little damp, mm-hmm. but everything super green and, and super... We had this beautiful Airbnb like overlooking an incredible view. Yeah. So Asheville is great. And then the next weekend after that, we'll be in Boston for another yeah, wedding. We'll be in Boston, but we're going kidless. Yeah. That'll and be fun. actually, we're not going to be in Boston. We're going to be in York, Maine because our my friend Emma is getting married. Lucas is going to be meeting them for the first time. I'm so excited. If you guys know, Emma and I met through Instagram. She's real with Emma on Instagram. I went to her bachelorette party back in March and now we're going to her wedding and I'm so excited because we've never been to that part of the country. No, the Northeast is somewhere I've always wanted to go. Yeah. And I'm so excited to meet her soon to be husband, just her whole family. Her sister Liz is awesome too. It's going to be a really fun time. Yeah. Weddings are great. I'm so excited, but I'm excited because we're going to be able to go without the kids. Yeah. That's always fun having an opportunity to be, you know, a young couple without kids. And then after that, literally right when we get back from that wedding, we're going to another trip. Where are we going? We're going to um, we're going to Austin, <laughs> Texas. That's yeah. where we're going. Man, are we really doing three weeks back to back? Yes. No, we're not. We're doing every... We have a weekend in between. No. We have Taylor and Spencer's wedding next week. Then the next weekend is Emma's wedding. And then that Wednesday, we go to Austin. We're there until Saturday. So wow. three weekends in a row, we're gone. You only live once, folks. Well, I feel like two... And we're bringing the kids with us to yeah. Austin. Yeah, but here's what I'm saying. is like we've been grappling with shit that we want to change in our life, in our head for so long that we're finally at the point where we're like, we have to just take action. Right. Yeah. I think we're just at a point where, like I said, life has been so repetitious and we've been feeling specific ways for a long time now. And it's just time to take action. It's time to take action. And we're getting, you know, we're exploring Austin, Texas because we want to explore different places to possibly live and, you know, relocate our family to because, I mean, I grew up in the same household my entire life, my entire childhood. And I think you and you grew up moving around all mm-hmm. like all the time. Not necessarily all the time, but often. Yeah. And I mean, my dad, we traveled for my dad's work. So. Yeah. And I like the thought of, you know, experiencing other places. I've never been really anywhere in, in Texas. I went to San Antonio um, you love San Antonio. Once. Yeah, it was super cool. The Riverwalk. Like, yeah. So impressive. Dude, I feel like Texas is its own country. Right. Um, yeah, due to the power grid it is. Did you know that? What? Super weird. So like the the power system, like electricity, the US power grid, it supports forty nine states other than Texas. Does Texas Maybe have not its like own? Hawaii or Alaska. Does Texas have that its could, own? Yeah, it has its own private privately held power grid well i mean it's huge yeah and it's super it's super weird to me because they've they've been having crazy issues with like snowstorms and the power going out for like weeks at a time it's wild it's kind of interesting if you look into it well i'm excited to go because i have a lot of instagram (laughs) friends and podcasting friends that i've met who live in austin who love it it has a really awesome wellness community i'm excited to see the 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 nature and see like actually because i mean they say you, there's hiking and walking trails in Austin, but like we live in Colorado, so I'm excited to see what the hiking trails are. Yeah, if anyone are. has any uh, any pointers on what to do in Austin yeah. when it comes to nature, 
let us know. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of like lakes and like waterfalls. So I'm excited to see that. But I am also excited to be back in the heat and see what see how I like it. Humidity. Because I, don't know. I, I have a love hate relationship with the humidity. But I love the humidity. Like there's nothing better to me than going for a, a run in like a hot ass humid day. I feel so good afterward. For sure. Never me though. <laughs> yeah, Lucas. Uh, a walk- run, run on a hot ass humid we day literally, like, does not sound like something that's ever on my agenda. Too we much. walk 0.2 miles to a coffee shop in the heat and the humidity, and Lucas is having a panic attack. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. But every time where it's winter in Colorado, for at least the past winter, it's been brutal. So yeah. we're exploring our options. We're exploring our options. You know? Yeah, but I want to segue into. The topic that I want to cover today, which is a question that I get asked We haven't often. even gotten to the topic we're covering today? No. Did you think we did? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> messing with you. I, I get asked all the time, how do you make time for, one, your relationship and your relationship with kids, but also, like, how do you make time for yourself and your relationship? How do you prioritize alone time? How do you prioritize your own self-growth, being in a long-term relationship, and having kids, but specifically being in a long-term relationship. Because I think a lot of people in long-term relationships end up being very codependent. And I wouldn't say that I don't have those tendencies. Like the first couple of nights that you sleep away from me and I have to sleep alone, I'm right. like having a panic attack. But then I get used to it. But I feel like we do a really good job at staying true to ourselves in our relationship, like giving each other our alone time. So I guess I just want to get into like, Maybe some tips for people on how we actually do that or some insight. Yeah, I think um, my for some reason, my brain first goes to like cognizant. Like we're both cognizant that in order to have a healthy relationship and to have a long relationship is to leave room for one another to, you know, have be their own individual in yeah. a sense. You know, if you share everything, if everything, you know, has to do with each other, like that's overwhelming as fuck, in my opinion. So I think we have a really good, like a really good understanding of thinking about the future and thinking about, you know, how we understand what it takes to, to be a successful couple. And I think just naturally what it takes is to also, you know, respect the other person as a human being and that then you know turns into a whole other smorgasbord of confidence of insecurity of you know a few other things that kind of I think flow into that conversation Well, here's what I think because I agree with you in the awareness piece but I think what it is is that it's like I always say to moms that if you are not prioritizing yourself as a woman you're not going to show up as a good mom So I think it's the same for relationships. If you're not showing up for yourself outside of your relationship, you're not going to show up for yourself best in the, you're not going to show up for the relationship best. Right. So I think it's, it's in the same breath and we both know that. Yeah. And it also helps that like, you've always been someone, even when we started dating at 16 years old, that like needed their alone time. Yeah. It was something, it was a bar that you set. It's because I'm a two, four in human design. (laughs) You and your (laughs) human design. Well, I mentioned it because it's changed my well, fucking life. people don't life. know what that means. So do you want to explain? I just did a whole episode on it, explaining everything. Well, what is 2-4? So two go four? listen what to is... a human... Okay. <laughs> so for basically, I'm a 2-4 in human design. This is my profile. It basically makes up your personality, okay? The two... The first line, which is my is the two line, 
is the line that you're most conscious of. And the two line is a hermit line. So it basically means that you don't, it's not like you're a hermit, you're socially awkward. It means that you need conscious time, meaning intentional time alone, because that's how you connect with your wisdom. And that's how you connect with yourself. With If you have that two line. Because it's my first number in, in, in the lines, in the profile, it's the one that I'm the most conscious of. Mm. So I know this about myself. I always have. Right. My, yeah. I mean, my it's other line kind is of, four. it's always essentially been a part of, of what comes with you is like, you need your alone time. That's and true. And through that, I have learned that it's incredibly healthy. I actually didn't put that together where I feel like you have actually learned that. I don't think you used to be that way. Maybe not. Cause I feel like you used to not always like to be alone. No, I, yeah, I think I've, I was always, you know, more of that like clingy kind of, you know, never wanted to be alone kind of style for sure. But I mean, we're going on almost 10 years at this point. So you said, yeah, it's, Oh my God, um, next year will be 10 years. Yeah. So you set the bar super early that like, yo, I need, I need alone time in order for me to be like, you know, present for you yeah. because if I'm not present for myself, then like I'm checked out and yeah, you know, and then you aren't very happy. No. And I think like, I think the thing is, is like, I think the one thing that you have to understand about being in a, in a long-term relationship is that you guys are always going to change and evolve. And if you don't give each other space to do that, it's going to come, it's going to come with a lot of resentment in conflict. Yeah. I think the worst thing you can do is just think, you know, your, your partner through and through like all the time, you know, if it's been a few years since like, I like, I love using this example. Like you think you may know your partner's favorite color, but like when was the last time you asked them, you know, their favorite color might not be the same five years ago when you guys first got together. So it's important to have those. What's mine right now. It's yellow. Yeah. What's yours? Oh, we asked each other this camping the other day. I know we did. <laughs> Because I think those simple conversations like that are a perfect example. Even those the simplest questions like, you know, what's your favorite snack right now? It's gonna it's gonna surprise you the answer because you haven't asked a simple question like that because you just over time you become comfortable. And right. I think the that aspect um, of like always learning more or trying to yeah. find what your partner's new opinion on something is is cool. But it's also like silly. It feels like you're dating them again. You know Definitely. what I mean? It keeps it kind of fresh. Like, I think that's what we do more. Like, instead of like introducing new things to the bedroom, we like stimulate each other mentally. Right. You know what I mean? We're like always trying to find new ways to like stimulate each other mentally, I feel like. Yeah, I think. I th Yeah, because I think. But I did when... finger your asshole the other night, so. <laughs> you actually didn't. It was kind of pathetic, to be honest with you. <laughs> You're afraid of my asshole. Like she thinks she thinks of it as like a, a monster. Because it's no, it's like, <laughs> dude, it's like you need to use your manscape down there. <laughs> and then and then Yo, I sorry, will. I'm a fucking hairy man, bro. What do you what do you expect from use me? Use your manscaped and you love then when like I'll, my I'll when my there. when I have like hairy chest and stuff, but yeah, no, I don't want hair in you your mouth. You want me asshole. to have the asshole of I don't like want a hair 11 in my mouth. Old, 11 year old boy? I don't want hair in my mouth or in, in my fingers. Because you know what? It's close to all of the, the leftover feces and toilet paper. <laughs> <Yo>. and <laughs> what about after like a shower, bro? Come on now. No, after a manscape, get like the weed whacker down there and then the shower. No, because then Top I'm going to chafe and shit. You know, well, then I'm going to. Beggars can't be choosers, babe. Cool. <laughs> okay, the, the one thing that I wanted to say is like. In terms of like actually making an effort to make more alone time for yourself, you need to get the fuck out of the house by yourself. I feel like so many people are like, how do I create alone time? 
especially if you have kids, anytime that I've ever been like, I just need 30 minutes to myself. And I like go into the other room when I can still hear Lucas and the kids like, you know, doing shit. I always feel like I need to be with them. So actually like getting out helps me be present with my alone time rather than just like making alone time for myself in the house. Yeah. Uh, my, it's kind of funny because I'm such a, I think about the other people so much. Like, I think that could be hard for some people because their partner may not like allow them to do that. So I think at first it's, it's communicate like the most the word communicating, <laughs> but I think it's communicating the fact to your partner that even if like maybe alone time is not something that your partner is like ever seen you do, but yeah. that's another perfect conversation of like learning, Ooh. learning someone. That's actually you know, interesting. Cause I feel like I have felt that in the past of like showing up in a way that feels different than maybe you knew me. And like, you just expect me to like be on board with this new you but it without like, explain, without being like, Hey Lucas, by the way, yeah, I'm going to start like, I'm going to start incorporating a little bit more alone time for myself Yeah, because this, that, and the other, then I'll yeah. be like, okay, very cool. Oh, what is she doing right now? She needs alone time. Yeah. But if you were to just like go outside in the backyard and like, start meditating on your own. And then I'm like, dude, where the fuck are you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're just like, what do you mean? I'm getting alone time. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't expect right. your partner to just know that. No, I, I, it starts with being like, Hey, I know I've never probably brought up alone time to you yeah. before. Don't make fun of me, but yeah, exactly. I think I need to start doing this for myself. Yeah. And then like, then that because leads then into a conversation of learning new things about here's each other. Also the other then, thing, then that gives your partner an opportunity to say, Okay, like why? Yeah. And then you can talk about your feelings. But and also, then once your partner's like, oh, totally get that. I understand that. I want you to have alone time. Then you're like, oh, I, you know, do you want to go have sex right now? Because th that's hot, you know? <laughs> Wait, uh, yes. But also I think what you're, what you're saying is like, I think what happens a lot is if people are like, okay, I actually need to start getting alone time. I'm going to do it and not inform the other partner. The partner will get mad and then you get mad at the partner. For sure. But it's like, you can't blame the partner for getting mad at you even if it's something that you're doing for yourself for good because you didn't tell them right they want to be a part of your journey like they right. want to help in any way they can you know and if they have a problem with it it's an insecurity uh, of their yeah. own and that could be a whole conversation in itself right too. but let them bring up the problem and let it be a them problem rather than it also being a you problem because you didn't communicate for sure Do you get what i'm saying yeah. like you don't need to add in the fact that you didn't communicate. So just communicate up front. Yeah. But I think, I think, yeah, I think. And that like, oh, how do you get alone time? Like literally having the conversation of I need, you know, this isn't about you. This is about me, you know, in order for me to be my complete self and show up the best for you. Like I need a couple hours out of my week, like not having to think about you answer to you you know, cater to you. Like it's my time. Yeah. I think something that has helped me and you, cause we do this from time to time. I think I'm going to stop doing it just for the sake of like money and business, but as much, but I think we, we periodically do social media breaks. Like we, we often are like, okay, like I'll be like, I'm getting off social media. You're like, okay, I am too. And I right. think that helps me at least for when I do say, okay, I need alone time. I'm going to go have some alone time. I don't just sit there and scroll during my alone time and then feel even more irritable. I like actually make use of that alone time. Definitely. I think that's also important too. 
um, letting yourself be like, even if you're new to alone time, I have issues with that all the time where I'll spend my alone time on my phone scrolling. And then when I'm done, it feels like I didn't even have alone time. Yeah. Right. So I think it's being comfortable with that boredom of, of, uh, like just understanding that, okay, this alone time is new for me. Even if it's just like sitting outside and staring at a tree, like that's, that's a step in a new direction that could be cool for you. (laughs) I think what's really helped honestly me be okay with boredom and presence is having kids. Cause a lot of having kids is just sitting there with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And watching them play. And I think we do, we love it when we're outside because we're like being present in nature, just watching our kids rather than if I do it inside, I I get a little antsy, but if I'm outside, like I've even noticed you do that. Like you'll just literally just sit there and watch and just like be so content. I can tell because you're just like, immersed in yeah it makes me almost yeah for sure it makes me try to think of things in their mind as well yeah like i'll be playing with them out in the outside in the you know in the backyard and then i'll be so present in in the field of play and you know away from essentially distractions and then you know i'll like look into the grass and see a little bug Mm -hmm. and then it's like i feel like i'm a little kid like look at this bug yeah. Like, I've never seen this bug before. <laughs> yeah. And then it entertains the shit out of me. You know? The other thing I feel like could be... It's the little things. It is little things. The other thing I think it could be good to talk about and why I also wanted to talk about this with you is is actually what the fuck do you do when you have the alone time from both a female perspective and a male perspective in the realm of self-discovery and self-growth. So like self-growth modalities, like what have you tried? So if people are like, okay, I'm, I'm asking, I'm telling my partner I need this alone time. Right. What, what do you the do? Fuck do I actually do? Do what you like to do. What I love doing with my fucking alone time. I love shopping. I love shoes. I love, I love, um, buying myself clothes. Like I am stoked when I have like two hours to myself and like I can go to the mall, mm. you know, I can get myself like a new shirt, a new pair of shoes that like I really want. And then I can like, go grab lunch by myself. Mm. Oh my, people don't talk about that enough. No, just go... Having a meal by yourself? Yeah, getting to even... It's as simple as, you know, being at a food court and not having to, like, make a decision with someone else. Like, whenever we're in a food court, like, I don't want to go to a different place. You don't want to go to a different place. No, so we have to, like, I'm debate about more what than fuck. happy going to a different place. You don't want no, to. No, I don't like it. I think it's... Because you're so concerned about me and, like, if I'm going to be okay, I'm just like, I'm good. Just do what you, you go- like. Think about what you like to do when you were, like, a kid, you know? Think about and go do it, you know? I don't know. That's... Because that is a good question. I think people get, like, what do I do with my alone time? Well, I would love for you to... because. For me, for anyone listening, what I do is I always journal, but I think sometimes it's hard for me to like go into straight like mom mode, work mode, straight to journaling when I get alone time. So I think what I do sometimes is like sometimes I'll force myself to do a 10 minute meditation from Joe Dispenza. I just type it on YouTube and do it. And then I'm able to like, okay, now I'm present. I'm going to be, I'm going to journal. The other thing that I'll do is I will pull a tarot card or I'll pull tarot cards because it helps me just like integrate and like switch gears <laughs> you have such holistic alone time well, it, for me i feel like i have like such toxic no toxic. You i don't. just want to like get high and jack off <laughs> <laughs> but you actually don't and that's on growth because you did breath work and i want you to talk no, about no. this <laughs> and so the other thing i was going to say though is i'll pull a tarot card and then i'll journal but i think for me it's always journaling tarot cards 
and meditation and going outside and grounding or like taking myself for a silent walk. People do not do that enough. The other thing I want to say is I was off of social media for like two weeks and back on it now, but I challenge myself to not listen to music or podcasts when I'm driving sometimes. Even if it's like a 15 minute drive and it was uncomfortable as shit. I wanted to put a podcast on so bad, but I literally, the human design event that I told you about. That's so interesting because I'm the exact opposite. Listen though, the human design podcast that are, no, um, event that I thought about and and, uh, told you about, I thought about that because I was driving and I wasn't listening to anything. And so I was like, might as well make use of my time. What the fuck can I create in my head? <laughs> Dude, I'll go. I'll drive for hours and then realize that the that the there's nothing playing on the on the yeah. radio. Yeah, I think a lot. And of then people at the do. gym, at the gym, I don't even listen to music anymore. But I think a lot of people do those things by habit. I right. think a lot of people can do what you do, and and it, like it is a meditative thing for them, like driving and and working out. But I think so many people put a podcast on because they're just used to doing that or put right. music on because they're used to doing that and don't realize it's become a habit that's distracting them. Yeah. I think it could be hard sometimes communicating the whole like with your partner that you need alone time, man, because it could be like, it could be misinterpreted so, so harshly, especially if you're like with someone who does have insecurity issues and that's totally fine. Everyone has fucking insecurity issues. But I don't. <laughs> yeah, kidding. says yeah. I fuck you were in my Instagram DMs today. I'm I literally talking to I'm talking to someone who I've been friends with for years. And she's like, "Who the fuck is that?" Sometimes I just have who to the check them a little bit. Did you, did you have sex with them? <laughs> yeah. Inse- yeah, no insecurity issues. Sometimes I have to check Okay, I'm fucking human. It was a joke. Sometimes <laughs> um, I have to check you a little bit. No, but I think that conversation could be hard, especially if you've been with, together with someone for a while and like the whole, uh, you know, personal time has never really been a thing. And yeah. now you all of a sudden break up, like bring it, bring it up. And they're like, and they're like are, do up. you want to break up with me? Like, <laughs> yeah. are you like falling out of love with me? Yeah. And, you know, so how do you think? I think two ways, intention and that. reassurance. Yeah. Be so clear about your right. intention. Hey, this is not because of you or anything in a relationship. I am craving this growth for myself. Right. Do you, like what do you need from me? Yeah, and it could to be like I want process? and it could be like I want you to go get alone time too. And I want you to feel comfortable with this too. Right. So like how can we how can I reassure you that this is not you know a you thing at all? Right. Yeah, like so when I was talking to um our my therapist about this specific like a big issue for me sometimes is so I'm, I people please you so much that I would sacrifice my own sanity. Me? Yeah. Like I'll sacrifice my own sanity to like help, help you. Like when, even when I know I need alone time, I'll still make excuses to why I shouldn't go get alone time because you need help with the kids or you need this, or you may need that, you know, or so, you know, the advice I was given was to one, like stand up for myself and book the trip. You know, like I, I said to her, if I can do anything tomorrow, it would like I would go book a trip for like six days, seven days and go visit like my best friends that I yeah. haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. And she said, book that trip, but also book Amanda like two nights at a hotel and get her like a spa day. You but know? see, I don't even need that. I think what I would need is you coming to me saying, hey, I need days with my boys 
like, can I do that? And I would say, absolutely. I think that's what you forget sometimes is like you get wrapped up in your head so much of like, you think that I need your help. And then that means that you have to sacrifice you, but you also should know what I do for a living is helping people get back in touch with their fucking soul and doing things for themselves. So if you don't, so if you told me I need this for me, you think I would have a problem with it? No, I don't think you would have a problem with it. I just don't want to be like your client all the time. If that makes sense. We're having a little tip, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) No, not necessarily. No. And I, and that is something that I'm like, like sometimes I just want to, I don't want to say like, Hey, I really need to go. I want to be like, Hey, I'm fucking going to see my friends, you know? But that's exactly the opposite of what you're preaching to people right now. You're saying have the conversation and be vulnerable. I know. And And (laughs) you don't want to, I, but in I wouldn't be your explaining client. I what my therapist, you know, I look, look. I'm not fucking perfect, you know. Look, I think people are a lot. I think people are a lot better at giving advice than listening to their own advice. Hundred percent. You know, I think I'm but pretty think, damn good at giving advice, but listening to it, you know, I can no, be a little. No, but iffy. I don't think that 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 would propel me into being your coach if you were being vulnerable with me and just saying, "Hey," because you have already. No, don't you've get also me wrong. These things. Yeah, there are moments where I need you. I need coaching, but then there are definitely moments where, like, I'm like Amanda. Stop. And I've gotten better at that. For sure. Like I, I really have. Even in just like the last two weeks, even after going to see Candace, I was like, okay, like that's something I need to to shut my mouth about and like stop and catch myself. And I have like, because I'm also, there have been I think so I'm many pretty moments, good about like, like, but I've noticed just like so many little moments of me when I'd be like, man, don't fucking say anything. Don't fucking say anything. And you know what I'm learning is like, I'm so much less irritated by certain things when I don't even just say anything, you know what I mean? Yeah, if I, I just think, let it go, I just am not, I'm not as irritated. I think you could use that example with anything. A hundred percent. Under the sun that gets you frustrated. Okay. But what I really wanted to get into, because I think so many people who are intimidated by self growth, meditation, you know, any kind of self discovery modality in terms of like a holistic approach, they don't know where to start. And I yeah, think something I think that was, people are afraid to admit that they want to do that because I think it's like, a so then blanket. how did you get to the point where you were like, Okay, Amanda, I'm gonna go see your coach and do breath work. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, I think it was just something I felt like I needed to do. I mean, therapy is something that I that I've done in in the past. Um, something that isn't necessarily foreign to me. She's not a therapist, though. Yeah, she's not a therapist, but she's yeah. a coach. Well, I mean, it's someone who, and it's something that you've been into, and I'm. I don't know. I just wanted to try it. I felt like it was, I was due for, you know, a good. So I want you to explain that to people. Something. Okay. So basically what we're talking about is I've been seeing a business coach for the last three months, but it's so much more than a business coach. She's like, she's like a self-discovery coach that will help you integrate the inner work with your business and how to show up best for your business is how to show up best for yourself, basically. Right. Kind of like digging through the things that might be blocking you in your business. And I don't know. I think I'm just, I think I'm really good at having extremely self-destructive and toxic capabilities, but I'm also really good at being aware of it and not, and not being like afraid of help per se. Yes. But do you think it helps that you have a partner me who's like well, so into self growth. I'm trying to think of that I mean, for people. I, mean, who I might... didn't book the. I didn't book. I'm not that saying for that. Myself. I'm you not, you booked it for I'm me. I'm not saying like the initiative to book it. I'm saying the initi- the willingness to do it. 
I mean, when your wife is also a holistic health coach, like that's another but I'm layer of for people listening who might not have that, like how maybe like give them some like, I don't know, encouragement or like, you know what I mean? Like, I just think it, it, it's hard to get from like, I haven't done anything. I mean, it's either like, what are you going to do? Like cry yourself to sleep every fucking night or yeah. like try to do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, go so, go to a place so deep that. It's like choose to lay in the hole or crawl out of it. Right. And I mean, obviously I'm lucky enough to have someone like you that, you know, senses me in a, in a, in a not necessarily normal state. And you're like, Hey, I booked you this breathwork session. You know, that's why I I think I have a little bit of imposter syndrome of try of like, motivate because like would i have done that if you didn't book that for me no but i'm saying probably not i want people to hear your experience after the fact because i think i mean i think it not your your first experience isn't gonna change no no no. that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like what i'm saying is any form of of like um self-nourishment journaling meditation it can feel like a big obstacle or a big hump to get over so i'm saying like maybe say like was it as intimidating as you thought it might be or like was it you know what i mean like no i mean definitely not i think people look at it as like lame maybe you know because you know when there's a an instance where you have to, you have no other choice but to talk about like yourself and how your life is going. And maybe if you don't think it's going, you know, the best or the way that you'd hope it to go. Um, it's super scary to have to talk about that and like come to realization. Cause obviously everyone wants life to be, you know, perfect all the time, but you know, having an opportunity to express that to someone who is giving you the time and also gives you some sort of a toolbox to understand it a little bit more. It's always, it's always an incredible feeling afterwards. And I think what this also for anybody listening to who like has the similar dynamic of like wanting to grow, both of you guys want to grow and like kind of helping each other. I think it gave me the like ability to kind of like lay off of you. Like I feel like sometimes if you're somebody who is, if you're, one party of the relationship who is really into self-growth, you want to encourage the other person to do it. Yeah. But I think because you did that and then you found somebody else who like was able to give you tools that I was trying to give you. Yeah. It's like create, I'm like so much more, you know what For I sure. mean? Yeah. You know, it's like that whole, like the gym thing. Like if I told you to do 10 push ups, you would be like, Lucas, don't tell me what yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. But if a, if someone that had, personal trainer written on their chest that worked for the gym told you to do 10 push-ups. I just think a third party like, in general. Yeah. It's not, it's not the credential. It's the different perspective, right? It's a different, it's a person outside of the relationship. Yeah. I was going to say something that, yeah, I think a lot of people and in, like, including myself has, if have issues with like, why am I feeling this way? Why is like, why is my anxiety so bad? Why am, why this, why that? And don't really have the answers to like, to, to fix it or work on it, you know, getting help or trying like a breathwork session or a therapy session or the alone time part, um, maybe with the facilitation of someone else being there, like they could teach you 
something like a trick or an exercise or just like, you know, a cheat code. Yeah. To like, you know, you learn something new every day. You don't know everything to where like someone could like be like, have you tried this? And you're like, holy shit. No, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. Maybe if I tried that, it would, you know, so I, I think that's why it's also important to, you know, experiment and not deal with everything on your own all the time because you're like not supposed to sometimes it's it's you're you're meant to learn new things from someone who is just smart or like just knows more shit than you yeah you and know? i think i think it's that right there though it's the foundation of that the big the first step is like actually being like uh, i don't want to use the word humble but like being self-aware enough to know that you need to learn more because I think some people re- feel like they don't need to learn anymore or like they don't want to learn anymore or, or learning something new feels really scary. Yeah. Or I think admitting to oneself that like you're in rough shape right yeah. now is super scary too, especially someone like me who, you know, my entire life have been a part of organized sports. I've had more friends than I could um, like count like in the flesh super social all the time, always things going on. Whenever I had jobs, always had coworkers, always went to the job, you know, and where my life has shifted into more of a, you know, solitude, work at home, responsibilities more than fun, not having nearly as much fun as I should be having social life. Yeah. It's essentially crashing. Yeah. Right? Like, Coming like realizing that and then understanding how to work your way back from there is super daunting. And sometimes people don't even want to put in the effort to do it. Yeah. But you I know, think that's- this episode should be called like <laughs> my husband's in a bad place. <laughs> it's a great clickbait. I mean, shit. <laughs> but you're not. And that's what I was just about to say. No, I'm not. I Can think- I just say something, though? I feel like so many people I talk to who are our age are like so ashamed of being fucking confused and i'm like bro have you ever talked to anybody in their 30s or 40s and they're like you're supposed to be confused in your 20s we live in a world of comparison that's extremely toxic you know i think people don't like to admit that their life isn't going perfectly because that makes them feel weak and look weak and i think People are just super sensitive. Like, I'm not afraid to admit that I'm an extremely sensitive human being, you know, and sometimes it's just hard for people to, to be like, yeah, I'm fucking not good. Yeah. You know, I'm not okay. But I feel like once you're able to do that, that's, I feel like the only way to get yourself out of that is by voicing that you're not okay. Absolutely. Yeah, because the less you voice it, the more it'll just burn a hole in your brain. Yeah. And then you'll start hating yourself for not having the courage to get help or say something. But this is why I love and appreciate the fact that you are willing to even talk about this on a public platform because I think so many more people need to know. (laughs) I mean, I'm probably going to like puke later and be like, I can't believe (laughs) I just said all that shit. I'm definitely going to physically get sick. (laughs) Yeah. I can tell you're probably going to be off of this and be like, nope, scrub it. (laughs) (laughs) Delete it right now. No, but I feel like this is exactly why I created the cultivating connection experience where it's about self growth. I walk you through disconnecting from distractions, going into your, into your limiting beliefs, connecting with your inner child, like doing this deep inner work, but 
with a, the the solace of having other women going through the course with you and meeting on a live call every single week. Because if you know that other people are also going through it with you, it's just like, it's so much more like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I I'm think, actually not crazy. Yeah. I mean, shit. I think there are more 25, 26 year olds right now that, you know, just got out of college a couple of years ago and are still maybe in like their first job out of college. It's obviously not what they want to fucking be doing. And yeah. life is weird and hard. Yeah. You know, and I think especially in today's day and age where we have the access to so many other people that are incredible, like incredibly successful, but obviously, you know, in general social media and, and the way that we just communicate amongst ourselves, it's, you're only seeing everyone's happiest moments and like the best pictures yeah. that they, they're selecting the picture. Uh-huh. I'm I'm the first, I, I'm selecting the pictures that I'm posting. Uh-huh. There are pictures that I skip over because I'm like, you know, that doesn't look cool enough. Right. Yeah. And I think in our generation, especially right now, it's such a competition that sometimes it's way, it's some people are just too late to the game to take care of themselves. And it's just a lonely, dark place. <laughs> <laughs> so laugh at me i'm just laughing because it's like you speak positive and then it just takes <laughs> i think it's important to because i think a lot of people could see even me like having two kids young but like being in a great relationship and having a roof over my head and like being like she's got it all but i i think that's why i show up in this way and i'm so devoted to it because I don't have everything that I want right now. You know, like I have goals, I have dreams. And am I, do I ever get frustrated that those things aren't my current reality right now? Absolutely. But I think what helps is knowing that I'm supposed to be here right now. And so I think if anyone listening is in that phase and that can be helpful, just know like you're supposed, there's a part, a time in your life that you're meant to be confused and lost and figuring it out. And maybe that's this moment. Right. I agree. I mean, if you had it all, I think life what would, would get, you fucking live for? Life would get pretty boring. It's like life is nothing without death. You know what I mean? Right. Like you cannot appreciate what you that your fullest potential if you haven't had a journey to get there. Absolutely. Life is about lessons, not losses. Beep, beep, beep. Did you just make that up? No, it's like a thing. <laughs> Was it by Drake? Probably. I think it's a Drake quote. Shout out Drizzy. I love him. I'm obsessed with that interview. Caleb with, Presley, is that his name? Uh, Caleb Preston. Press. I think it's Presley. No, it's Caleb. It's Preston. Nope, I think it's Presley. It's. No. Caleb Presley. Caleb Preston. <laughs> Caleb I don't think that's his name. Presley. It's Presley. <laughs> yeah, it's Caleb All right, Presley. Take that out. Edit that out. <laughs> He's really funny. Anyway, any last words that we want to say or chat about? I was way more vulnerable on this podcast than I thought I would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think, I don't know. Uh, Wendy's is coming out with the strawberry frosty these days. I make a fire strawberry milkshake at home. So fuck Wendy's. They could use a little sugar. Yeah, dates. I could throw some honey in there too. Or maple syrup. Ooh, maple syrup would be really good in it. 
I'm a big. I've been a big maple syrup fan. I put in my coffees in the morning. Yeah, you want to tell me your coffee recipe? It's not too extravagant. Make it a little light and fun to end this podcast. People <laughs> <laughs> uh, are gonna be like, "What the fuck did uh, I just listen to?" People are gonna be like, "They're getting a divorce." People <laughs> 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 are gonna be like, uh, "Should we check on Lucas?" <laughs> no, don't oh, worry, guys. Mm. We're, but that's that's like the thing. I think, I think that's the other thing I want to say too is like. I think people think if they admit that they're in a bad place that like they're not going to get out of it. Like they're going to be swallowed by it. That's the, like, no, that's the first step to getting out of it. And that's place. the thing. It's like you can be, you can admit that you're in a bad place and still be like, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like I, I don't feel like, I feel like admitting it feels scary to some people because then they're like going to be consumed by it or swallowed by it. I felt that whenever, like even when I was postpartum, I was like, I don't even want to admit that I'm like struggling because I feel like if I admit that I'm struggling, I'm going to be swallowed by the struggle. Yeah, man, that's so relevant to something I read the other day. And I like, I promise you, this is not to like be dark or, but like it's, it's the topic of suicide Mm. where I read an article about like statistically how parents do not talk about suicide verbally to their kids because they think they're going to scare they're going to do it. They think they're going to scare their kids into actually thinking about suicide. Mm. When like I was on this this you know how these fathers have these pages like these incredible fathers, you know. And that was one of his topics where you know, he was so af- like he was so afraid to tell his children if you ever thought about suicide, like let me be there to help you. Like even coming at it from that supportive angle, yeah. like parents think that, oh my God, even if I bring it up, am I going to implant that thought into my kid's head? When like, that's not the case. No. Where but also he, I feel like-, like when he had that conversation with his kids, like his relationship with his kids and their openness to him fucking changed tenfold. It's the same thing with sex. You think that if you don't have a conversation about sex with your kids that they're just not going to have sex. Right. Or or like you, it's like you're it, it's like it's like you don't want to bring you don't want to make you don't want to draw attention to it because you don't want it to like ha- you know what I mean? Like you don't want it to happen. Right. But like or, oh, the, when you said sex, I it's kind of funny. I thought of it at a different like completely different angle, like hmm. between a couple and having sex. Like what if their sex was bad and they didn't want and they didn't want to like and they think that if they had the conversation of, you know, what you're doing for me in bed isn't working for me oh. or vice versa, that's going to ruin their sex life. But what if that turns into a conversation yeah. of like, what do you like? You know? Yeah. And then it's like, then no, you start doing... I was doing... thinking about it like, like parents... Of course my head. No, you know I was... always at. I was thinking that if like parents don't want to be like, okay, so I just want you to know that when you have sex, like we can talk about condoms or we can talk about birth control, whatever. Thinking that like they... Do you get what I'm saying? That's yeah, that's a great example. Like that, I'm like, like I am they're, they're, not... you're, they're, that if you say it, they're gonna do it. Right. right. It's like no. It's a pretty normal feeling. I think like if you have the conversation, even when they do do when they do have sex, they're gonna come to you and be more open about it. So I think if you're like it's it's just like if you don't talk about it, no one's gonna feel comfortable talking about it. And it's I actually think too, the more we don't talk about it, the more it creates like a, a hype around it. Yeah, you know the I more mean? the more you let society do the teaching, rather than yeah. your own beliefs about you. Like you know, if you don't talk about it with your children, 
what's going on and the commercials that you're seeing on TV is going to educate them about right, it. Right. You exactly. know, the reality TV that they're watching is going to educate them about it. Yeah. You know, that's a that's a miss on your part. And then you question, you know, why is my child acting this way? Mm-hmm. Well, did did you teach them what they should or, you know, did you teach them these ideas or were you so afraid to talk about it? Yeah. You let, you know, their environment teach them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, who's, it's almost like, who do you want to get to them first? (laughs) You or society? Right. I mean, society is always going to, I mean, another thing I read, like, they're more influenced. It's statistical. Like, it's like factual. It's just statistically. (laughs) (laughs) We have been waiting a long, periodically periodically time. time. Um, you should have let me take that one. I, I didn't need the help there, but I thought it was a duet. <laughs> um, the statistic of statistic uh, of like children, literally, they it's just something you can't fucking control. When they go to school, their teachers and their classmates influence them more than you, that you do as their parent. Yeah, and it was That's true to me. I don't Lennox. know about you, but when I was in school. Like what I thought was cool was what, what my colleague, like what my fellow students was cool and like other adults. I respected other adults more than my, I loved my parents and I looked at my parents as like my parents, but I, I'll never forget. Like I always thought like my, the cool PE teacher or like I wanted to be, I wanted like them to influence me more than I wanted my parents to influence me. And that as a, like a parent to young kids kind of scares me today. Because for a while, yeah. like, you, you, you think, like, why are parents so obsessed with the school district, with, you know, the... Yeah. It, but, like, that shit fucking matters. That's why I want Lennox to go to a human design meditation school. <laughs> <laughs> I want Lennox to be naked and poop in the grass no, and actually, use leaves. I have to tell you guys about the nature of preschool that I put him in that I'm probably going to take him out now because we're going to be moving, but... I, we, we saw a nature school on a trail that we were walking in, in Boulder and I got on the phone with the woman and she's like, yeah, they have to be fully potty trained by the time that they come to the school. And this school is like nature. They're on a trail literally three days a week was what he would be doing three days a week, nine to three thirty, like on a trail. And she was like, no, it was cool. The reason why we, we even understood that this was a thing was we were on the nature yeah. trail. Lennox was, you know, playing in the Creek and everything. And this like this class rolls up and then the kids start like putting on like their, like their, their river boots, their river boots yeah. and everyone has their like lunch packed. And then they're all like exploring the wilderness. And we were like, Oh, you know, I remember asking the teacher like, Oh, is this just kind of like a field trip? I asked the teacher. Well, I think we were both. I said, what is this? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we were both talking to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she mentioned, and I mentioned specifically like, Oh, is this today like your one outside day of the month or something mm-hmm. like She's like, no, this is every, every day. Every single day. Every day for us. And we're like, oh, cool. Yep, we're in. And so I, I spoke to the woman and she was like, yeah, he has to be fully potty trained. And I was like, okay, so because they don't believe in bad weather. So like if it was snowing, they'd be out there in the snow unless it got like, you know, nationally recognized too cold for them to even be out. Like, you know, they right. got to get inside. Or if it's like tor- torrential downpour and the kids are uncomfortable, like, it, you know what I mean? Like you dress them for the weather with exceptions but i was like so what what are they where do they go to the bathroom they're like on the creek the whole time she's like well you know there's there's a trailhead with like a porta potty situation or like back at the rec center or if they're okay with nature peeing like they can just nature pee and i was like (laughs) this is my kind of school because lennox loves nature peeing well it's it's primarily because we kind of like he doesn't wear pants much (laughs) and we're in the the middle you know we're 
in the middle of potty training. But this is also why I feel like Lennox, like even when you were saying that where you were like, I wanted my peers and my other adults that I admired to influence me more than my parents. I never like, I was always so like, I always rejected influence authority figures. Like, I was always just so whatever the fuck I thought was cool was whatever the fuck was cool to me. I was always that way. I wasn't. I wasn't that way. No. I just find that so. interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I I had my things that I thought like were cool of that course. I didn't really care what other, you know. But I was very you know influenced by my environment, by what was cool, by what the girls liked, mm. by what you know. Why, who is this popular kid that everyone's talking about and what makes him cool? Mm, I want to do that. Mm, no, I wasn't. I was <laughs> I just pretty... the popular kid because I was me. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Like I've, I've, I could definitely admit that I was a more popular kid growing up than, than not, but it yeah. definitely was, was because of, I think me always staying on top of the, you know, what was trendy. Yeah. Say. No, and I just, I, I just feel like uh, that's also why I, which think, is toxic. I think looking back listen, at it, you know. I also, I just think that that's why I'm, I've always known that like this is what I want to do because I've always been this way. I've always been, I am who the fuck I am, and I'm confident in it, and I'm all about self growth, like always. And I think that like because even as you were saying, like do what you love, do what you're passionate about, go back to what you used to like doing, like. I have always been so sure of who I was and what I like to do. And I never strayed away from that too much except right. for in college. And I yeah. think that that's why I like am where I am in terms of like my individuality. Yeah. I think that's where you comp where you compliment me though as well. And another reason like why I like we are supposed to be together is because I am way more of the people pleaser and mm. I will mold like I, you, you walk into the room and you are who the fuck you are. I walk into the room and I will mold myself yeah. to the situation to survive, you know? Which I think can be a superpower. I totally, I th- yeah. well, that's why I'm so good at sales. Yeah, that's 100%. why I'm such a, you know, that's why, you know, you can drop me into a room and I have no problem with making friends, this and that. But with you, it's not as much, it's a little harder because you won't compromise <laughs> no. your opinions, thoughts, anything. Does that ever make you uncomfortable? There are some times that it does, but other times where it, it's totally empowering to me mm. because I'm like, because it pisses me off in that I am such a pe- people pleaser sometimes mm. where it, it sometimes it makes me so uncomfortable to be myself in public settings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's super weird. But discomfort is always just the fact that you're doing something new. Right. So it's like knowing that I'm only uncomfortable because I haven't done this is also helpful. And also like coming from a place of acceptance of it rather than being pissed off and shaming yourself from it for it is what's going to help you. It's like accepting that you do this. And no, it's definitely helped me more than it's hurt me. Yeah. It's, it's brought me into more, you know, I've gotten better uh, experiences, opportunities because of that. Yeah. It's like finding compassion for it. Yeah. But I think, you know, in, in, in trying to learn myself more these days, it's definitely, it, it affects me in some negative ways where I will people please so much in some aspects 
to where that you self-abandon that I self-abandon like my own beliefs uh-huh. and I like start confusing my own beliefs for mm-hmm. what I have let influence me. Mm-hmm. Something I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing I wanted to mention before we wrap is last night before bed, I was thinking, and I think the whole sentiment of like opposite opposites attract is like bullshit. We also know like like attracts like with law of tra- attraction and law of assumption. But what I was thinking is it's not it's not that opposites attract, it's compliments attract. I have things that compliment you. Right. You have things that compliment me. It's not that we're so opposite and that's why we get along. Right. It's that you pick up my slack. I pick up yours. It's like we ebb and flow. The Definitely. yin and yang. Like we coexist. Yin and you know what yang? I mean? Is it? I thought it was yin and, yin and yang. Well, I... You said yang. I just applied for a Buddhist college and the way that they pronounced so it was yang. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. We're not going to disclose that one. (laughs) Okay. Well, I feel like we have just been talking for a really long time. And I think this was a great episode. And I think a lot of people are going to probably want you to come on more. We'll see. Hopefully I didn't scare anyone away. So (laughs) (laughs) if you guys want Lucas to come on the podcast more, then just let me know in my DMs or on my latest Instagram post. Leave a rating and review because somebody rated me a lower rate rating and now I have 4.7 stars on Spotify what instead of five. So well, curious. on Spotify, it's annoying because you can't leave like a, a written review. Just a it's star. just a star. And so somebody must have rated my ass so low. Like maybe like a, maybe you got maybe a one. one. Maybe, maybe I got a one. one and so now it's a 4.7 instead of five. I'm low key pissed. It's okay. It's not <laughs> what life's about. I know. But... Let's do our best to get that back to five. (laughs) So if you guys like this episode, leave a rating and review. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, babe. Of course. Love you. You want to go get naked? (laughs) No.